Hey guys, we're here for a great episode of Book Circle. I'm Ashley Allen. I have my guest today is Miss Rainbow. You want to stay tuned to see what's going to happen next. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me for an episode of Book Circle. I'm your host, Ashley Allen, and today I have Miss Rainbow in studio. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Good. So today we are talking about keeping up with the Johnsons, Bo's Guide to Blackish Parenting. First, I want to say that I love this cover art. It's very fun, very colorful, very eye-catching. Thank you. I love it. I love it. So... This book is very raw, very <laughs> personable, and I love it because I think um, when it comes to parenting, a lot of people have this plan and this idea mm-hmm. of what they think it's like, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm assuming because I'm not a mother, it's nothing like what you really think it's like. Right. Is that correct? It's nothing like what you expect it to be. There you go. Yeah. I think you have to... Um, take all expectations and like put them at the back door and occasionally when something works out the way you thought you're like oh yeah that was good yeah but otherwise (laughs) so this book is um sort of sort of a guide but I I think it's more um along the lines the format of um storytelling Mm -hmm. so what made you want to not necessarily go like the traditional guide route and more of like uh telling a story telling your experiences um, a few reasons. One, I've always felt like, who am I to tell someone, you know, how they should do things? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have best um, sh- best showed how things go, how they work out, just by sharing my own experience. Yeah. And so um, I felt that really would be the best way because that was true and authentic to who I am. Yeah. Um, and I've been blessed and lucky enough to have a platform of a show that I think in most episodes does the same thing, you know, says um, uh, these stories, these things that this family goes through and there's really no right or wrong or no, you know, way anyone should do things. It's just like, this is how this family did it. And I would just was able to, to continue with that. Yeah. The same, you know, type of storytelling. Yeah. And I think also, um, you know, with that format, people may feel, more comfortable and not so much as of, well, this is the right thing and this is the wrong thing. And it's more um, engaging, I think. Exactly. I mean, I think we get enough of that. We get enough of, you know, from either other books or our mothers, um, you know, and other people love to tell you like, oh, no, you should do things this way, you know, and no, you should do things that way. And no, this is the best way. And when you aren't able to do that or you don't live up to it, it just adds to your uh, mommy guilt, yeah. and I feel like there's so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I must say, you know, in the beginning of this book, the first chapter, I mean, you started out with a bang. I mean, this story kind of scared me. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to be in for? Because I want to have at least a minimum of three kids, you know? <laughs> and just, you know, this story, without giving too much of it away, um, the story entails, you know, breastfeeding and a screaming child and poop, and the poop is not for many of the kids. <laughs> so how did you decide that this was a story that you wanted to share and that this is how you wanted to open up the book? 
uh, you know, I really wasn't sure that I wanted to share this story. When I first um, started the book, I did kind of two test chapters for myself. And Mm -hmm. I took two um, uh, kind of age ranges of children. So I took like like my time of my life where I had young kids. And then I took another um, time of my life where my kids were a little bit older. And I was like, let me see, um, you know, how I how this comes out in writing and, um, you know, how it's received by, um, you know, the editors. And so I did, and they like thought it was great. And I'm like, okay, you know, so this chapter really wasn't necessarily going to be in the book. (laughs) Um, and at the very end they asked me, you know, so what about the first two chapters? Like, what should we do with those? And I'm like, I didn't even go back and read it because I'm like, if I go back and read this, then I'm going to say no. (laughs) Um, And I said, you know what? I want to be authentic and I want to be um, real and I don't want to pretend like I'm someone else and I don't want to pretend like um, having kids is always pretty and smells good and because it really doesn't. (laughs) And so I said, you know what? I want to use that chapter, and I want to make it the first chapter. Yeah. Well, I think it was a great way to to open the book. Like I said, it caught my attention. It's definitely something (laughs) I'm never going to forget, but it's a great great story. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I mean, I think one of the things that I want to convey um, in the book as a whole, but especially even in this chapter, is that, you know, we spend so much time preparing our kids for mm-hmm. when they walk out of the door, you yeah. know, and, and especially a baby and like going out with a baby the first time mm-hmm. is terrifying. It's like, you know, how am I going to do this? And mm-hmm. I always think I can do everything on my own. And so I spent a lot of time preparing both of my kids for like, okay, yeah, we can do this. Mm-hmm. No big deal. No problem. And like, there were no like breastfeeding rooms. And at that time, right. it was, you know, some years ago. Um, and I forgot to think about me. And, you know, I, I, um, want other people to know that, you know what, it's okay to think about you sometimes if you don't, you, you know, end up not being able to take care of the other people and especially the people that are most important to you. Exactly. Cause I mean, like you just said, like, how can you take care of them if you don't take care of yourself at the end of the day Right. and you have them, they're looking up to you. So you have to, you know, have things have things in place. And I think it's also important for, um, as far as the kids, to understand that um, your parents are not perfect and that your parents are still people at the end of the day. So that's one of the, one of the things, the themes about your book and the show that I really love is that you guys show in, and you're not ashamed of it, that you're not perfect people. You guys are human at the end of the day. Exactly. And I think, you know, as much as I am telling them that and um, trying to convey that to them. I'm also reminding myself of the same thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and they have a lot of pressures as well. And depending on, you know, which kid and their personality, they yeah. take those pressures differently. You know, some kids take the pressure mm-hmm. of what's expected of them and they're like, yep, who cares? Yeah. You know? And then I have, you know, some of my other kids are like, Oh, I feel all this pressure and mm-hmm. what do I do? So I think it's important to um, to let them know that you can relate to ways that they're feeling mm-hmm. and that just like they feel pressure, just like they um, feel like sometimes I'm expecting them to live up to an expectation mm-hmm. that um, 
I understand that that they may not and that that's okay. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, and I, I really try to let my kids know. And of course, I don't do it all the time. But, you know, I would come back if there's a moment, there's a thing, I have something happen. I let them know, you know, I could have handled this situation better. I could have handled this differently because I feel like I can't expect them to be able to reflect on who they are and their yeah. actions and, and how people... Um, perceive them if I'm not able to do the same thing. Absolutely. So what has been their, I guess, coping process in this, you know, kind of seeing bits and pieces of uh, their family's life in a book and on TV? Like, how do they process all of that? Um, I don't think they've started really to process the book yet. Okay. And I'm sure um, once they do, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um. On television, I think they've been forced kind of to look at it mm-hmm. more so because they have um, even their peers saying things to them. Yeah. And um, it's it's been a process for the older kids. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're a little bit shocked. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that was on TV? <laughs> <laughs> um, and for the younger ones, they're like, you know, they feel like each character is them. So they're yeah. like, oh, thank God that didn't happen, you yeah. know. Um, so it's different for yeah. the depending on the age and you know yeah. and what the problem was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I mean, like you said, because you do have the, this platform on TV, um, Blackish. What um, was your inspiration in now translating this into a book? Um, this came way before the show. Um, years ago, uh, I and I know that it's years ago because I found notes that I took in 2009 about um, I felt like I should be doing something else with my life. Okay, (laughs) And um, I was talking to to my husband and I was like, you know, I feel like I should be doing something else. I don't know what it is. I do think I should start sharing my story Mm -hmm. because I have not ever met personally anyone that is in the hospital, that is a doctor, that's a woman of color that, um, you know, has as many kids as we do, that's married, that has, you know, a husband who has his own career. It's all these different parts of our life that I realized um, or was starting to realize were very um, unique to us and to our life. And I think all of those things individually are not as unique. I think when you put them all together in one package, they're very unique. So I wanted to start sharing my story that, um, you know, a lot of things like people always say to me, how did you have, you know, these kids and go to medical school and your husband must have been a great stay-at-home mom? I'm like, no, not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I wanted people to know, especially women and young women, women of color, that um, you can be the first in your family to do whatever it is that you're doing. You don't necessarily have to pick career or family. Um, And that the sacrifice for you is going to be different than it is for the man or for your husband. Mm -hmm. And once you learn that and you accept that, the process becomes a lot easier. Um, And so I really just was like, you know, I want to share my story. I think a book would be the best way to do it. And um, this was the first time in my life that I wasn't working in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I felt like um, I was prepared for an opportunity that came um, and it wasn't a coincidence or an accident. I don't 
believe in those. I yeah. think all things are happening Absolutely. in divine order. Yes. Um, even when we don't see it or when we don't know it. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I like that you um, went the book route versus like a blog or a documentary or something because, uh, you know, for book lovers like me and like our audience, you know, you know, just having something on, on paper and being able to read it and it's something that lasts forever, you know? Right. And, um, you know, when I read, um, my imagination goes wild. So, right. you know, I picture, okay, this is what maybe the store looked like that they were in or this and that. So I really love that um, you did go the book route and really shared your story because, I believe, you know, the show is through the eyes of your your husband. So this is really your chance to give your side of it. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, you know, part of the the reason why I think people will enjoy the book that already enjoy the show um, is because a lot of the same types of stories are told because there there are stories, but you get a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And... um, you know, I think that um, hopefully we'll we'll even widen the audience even more. Yeah. Um, not just to the show, but hopefully, like you know, to the book. Um, and and I also, I'm not a trendy person at all. Like most of them, I don't even know what trends are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have, um, I I'm not a big, um, uh, I have not been. Like growing up, I was not a big like book person, but mm-hmm. I really had to train myself to read more because mm-hmm. of school. But two of my kids are like huge, you know, book people, and my mom is, and so we do have these conversations about having a book and touching it and yeah. feeling it. And um, I wanted to do something really that was unique to me, mm-hmm. and not really about um, what you know, was popular at this time, right. like blogging or whatever else yeah. it is that people do. Yeah. Um, and like you said, something that really lasts forever. Yeah, absolutely. Now, because you are so raw and so truthful, like I said, I love that in this book. Do you ever fear um, judgment that people may give you? Or even from, um, you know, seeing, of course, a fictional version of you on the show, do you think are you ever scared of the judgment that people may have towards you for some, some certain choices or whatever that you have made? Right. Um, you know, I think that that comes with the territory. I think once you um, decide to share your story, that um, if I were to have in my mind that people should receive this this way, yeah. then I should not tell my story. Right. And I think that is with life you know Mm -hmm. I tell my kids like they like something's bothering them they want to have a conversation with someone and they're like you know but if they say this and I go wait 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 (laughs) wait are you having the conversation because you know you feel like it's important that you say these things Mm -hmm. or are you having the conversation because you want the person to feel a certain Mm -hmm. way and so that's what I feel about the stories that I'm sharing is that I'm sharing them um, because they mean something to me um, they were real for me and I think they can be helpful for people, um, if they want it to be. And Absolutely. I think you're always going to have, you know, people, especially in the, in the, uh, digital and internet age, mm-hmm. I'm like, people get real bold, they real get bold. quick. And yeah. so, um, <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if, you know, there yeah. is the, you know, negative comments or feelings or judgment and, um, 
I think it's okay. And I really just try not to even pay attention to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I want to say another one of my uh, favorite stories that you told in, in your book uh, was the chapter Double Jeopardy when, it, when you were talking about your twins. And um, what was that? What was that like? That shock for you when you realized that you were having twins? <laughs> so, so I, disclaimer, I do not have twins. So I changed that story um, for the sake of the show because yeah. I writ, wrote everything in in uh, my perspective. Oh, well, yeah. And I have <laughs> obviously have friends that have twins, but I do have two kids that are less than two years apart. Mm-hmm. And so that story kind of took my experience with them. Yeah. Um, you know, we like went back and tried to edit to like, okay, well, how would this fit if it was in the show? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would too. And so anybody who has twins, I'm like, oh my God. Because having one baby, literally I tell people for me, is like a shock to my system every yeah. time. And they're like, well, you must be used to it. And I'm like, no, you feel like, at least me, I feel like a crazy person. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I going to do, you know, anything? I mean, yeah. like you're in the hospital and you're very euphoric and you're like, oh, things are great. And then you get home and you're like, excuse me, nurse, can I get exactly. like my juice? Or, you know, <clears throat> can someone come and get the baby? Because I need to go take a shower and like no one's there. Yeah. So um, I, I give my you know take my hat off to all moms but for twins I would die no that oh that gosh. is is one that I I uh, switched around yeah. at the end and then every birthing experience is different mm-hmm. I mean like you said there's you have a baby who may be calm the whole time you have another child that's crying and just out of control exactly <laughs> so what what would you say is one parenting tip um that you received that actually did help you uh you know, um, I think that my experience in things that I've tips I've received from my mom, from other women in my family, um, from starting to have my own kids to also my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an anesthesiologist and I um, do specialize in obstetric anesthesia, so yeah. I do a lot of um of uh, labor, you know, deliveries, epidurals, mm-hmm. and you know, C-sections and stuff. And one of the things that I think that I have learned um, and that I have, have um, seen that I've been told is that it's great to have a plan, especially, you know, for what you expect for of your birthing experience. Yeah. But just know that the baby has their own agenda. Exactly. It's not <laughs> going to happen. The way, and when that plan goes out the door, you know, don't, don't panic, yeah. you know, just understand it's okay. Yeah. And, um, time and time again, I have seen that happen mm-hmm. over and over. And so, um, I really have learned like, be a good patient. Yes. <laughs> it helps everyone and it helps the process. And I think it actually helps, the baby that you're bringing into the world. Cause Absolutely. I think we often forget about what we're actually doing when we're in labor because mm-hmm. it is so intense and yeah. real and like nothing else. And you do forget until you're in labor the next time you're like, yeah. Oh my God, why did I do this again? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, tell me like, how do you, how do you balance it all? You know, with being a mom and being a doctor 
and taking care of self and also being a wife, like how do you balance that all and still have sanity and, and take care of yourself at the end of the day? Uh, a lot ba- balance is, is a funny word. I don't think I don't think that I have balance in any particular day. Okay. And I think that um, overall, in you know, I would say like a year, I'm like, okay, I balanced that year, yeah. okay. <laughs> and I have had to really learn that that is okay mm-hmm. to expect that um, you know tomorrow or this week, this is how this is going to go. This is the plan, and then it's going to go that way. And in that plan included you know, all the things that the kids needed to do and what I need to do for the house and for work and for myself and for Kenya and, you know, to expect those things to actually play out. Yeah. Um, I think for many years caused a lot of friction in my household. Um, and so I really look at balance as, um, as a bigger picture, um, as opposed to, you know, kind of a daily thing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, again, like this past weekend, you know, I'm home, I had expectations and the baby woke up with a fever and I'm like, mm, I don't think he feels good. And then like 20 minutes, he just starts throwing up everywhere. Oh, right. No. So for yeah. that day, whatever I thought was going to happen was like, okay, it's not going to happen for me. Right. right? I right. can try to make sure things continued with the other kids if they had plans, but I knew, you know, I have to adjust. I have to change this Mm -hmm. and um, not, um, you know, be upset about it or be bitter, but really just, you know, um, it was like literally almost comical (laughs) because I had something else I was trying to do. I needed to get done. And like he threw up and I'm like, oh, wow, like you got throw up on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, it's like this is what I type with. So um, it just was was a you know but that that's how it is and and to accept that and know that I think um has made things easier and then brings brings balance and then I know okay yeah I didn't shower but then I'll shower in two days (laughs) so now instead of just smelling like must I smell like must and vomit yeah oh the tales of motherhood I know that that's like one of the things I'm like absolutely terrified like I have been around kids I have nephews and nieces that I've helped raise and stuff like that but when it comes to throw up like i'm just like oh my god you know what the baby throw up is different i have baby throw up is fine <laughs> but like when they start getting to like two and three and there's like chunks involved i'm like oh and I'm a little- <sighs> my daughter one time like not too long ago the oldest one she's 18 I'm like Kaylee you know you gotta help me to pick this up and she's like (laughs) and I'm like are you serious right now (laughs) so um I'm pretty sure Kenya threw up once and it wasn't even like throw up it was like and I was like poop and I was like are you serious right now and he's like I can't do this I can't do this I'm like oh okay so um You know, and when it's your baby, trust me, you feel totally different. Okay. You do. I'm going to take that too. You I'm do. Gonna, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's what everyone says. When it's yours, it's going to be different. It's different. And if we'll not, see. you'll have a man who is like, I got yes, it. Yes, honey. That's what you're going to have. You're going to have so, to take over. Yes. So don't, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what was one of your favorite stories uh, to share in your book? Um, that's difficult because there are so many. Um, and... Um, I I really want to keep, you know, it a secret. I okay. want people to read it. Yes. Um one of the 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 
difficult things is that I feel like since I've written the book, I have so many more stories and I'm like, oh, I wish I could have put this in there. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have put this in there. Um, so, you know, I think they're all great and wonderful and I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I think for me, the first, the first chapter, the opening is... Um, not necessarily my favorite, but I think it was maybe my most important. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, to put it at the beginning, as opposed to saving it for me, um, you know, set the tone yeah. for the book, I hope. Um, and so, like, you know, I love so many of them, but yeah. I do think of importance wise, I think that uh, was a, a very important chapter. What was the process like? I mean, I know, you, like you said, that this was in the works before this show, but was it, did you keep it more so like a diary? Did you think it would be a book? Like, how long was the process for you? Um, so I am very fortunate in that um, Kenya was approached and, and you know, he talked to me right away about writing a book, mm-hmm. a parenting book. Um, and because I had been taking notes for so many years, you know, I kind of knew as far as the stories, I was prepared. Um, you know, people would tell me like, you're going to forget about this. You're going to, you're like, no, I won't. I will never forget. And you yeah. literally, I would go, like go back. I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot about mm-hmm. that. So I'm glad that I, I did that. Um, and one of the most difficult things for me at any time of the day is always physically my hands, like physically having the capability of typing. And so I um, was very honest with them. And I'm like, look, I need someone that I can talk to that's going to type. Right. And I feel like if that doesn't happen, this will never get get done. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a difficult time sending texts. (laughs) So uh, literally, I'm like, I need someone to do that. So um, that was kind of what I started doing. You know, I went back and read different things I had been writing down and um, had someone that I was able to to talk to um, just getting out the stories Um, and then I went back and like, okay, how can I turn these into chapters? Yeah. Um, that was probably the most difficult part because it's so different than what I'm used to. And, um, as far as being creative and, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, like, I guess creative, I'm like, I'm not like not creative. I'm like uncreative. (laughs) (laughs) So it is really a stretch for me, but, um, when I don't do something well, um, I work harder at it, you know, growing up in school, like English was my worst subject all the time. Any forms of English or, um, what was, what else is like with English anyway, my mom was like, you know, told me I spoke Ebonics and then I'm like, you know what? I am like the master editor now. So of all my husband's scripts, I read everything and I'm like, oh no, this is, you know, a T-O-O, not a T-O. Right. Because, um, you know, I really feel like it's important for us to not just stay in our comfort zone. Absolutely. So, um, you know, figuring out the chapters and, and, um, you know, how to make them relatable and not just um, funny or interesting to me, right? right? Or not just to a specific audience Mm -hmm. um, was a process and and took time, um, or probably took the most time, Mm -hmm. I think. And um, it was about like a year and a half from when, you know, we first started talking about it to when I got a, you know, 
uh, unedited, you know, needs correction, pre-order, you know, version of the book. Okay. And um, it was been like, wow, this is real. This yeah. is really happening. Yeah. <laughs> so how did it feel once you got your, you know, the first copy, it was approved, you got your cover art? Like, what did it feel like to have that final copy in your hand? Like, literally unreal. Literally. I mean, I... Again, when you're, you know, writing, you know, and I was, you know, telling those stories, I never thought about, I felt like I couldn't really think about other people reading this because if I did, I would hold back. Right, right. So I really, um, you know, just thought like, okay, almost like I'm just writing this down more completely in my diary, in Mm -hmm. my journal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when it finally came, it was, you know like a little bit overwhelming, a little bit scary. Um, but you know, really, um, exciting and also, um, just like gratifying in a way that, uh, was different than other things that I had done because again, it was so out of my element. Right. So, no, I love it. I mean, it's, it's an easy read. It's a fun read. Um, and it's it's different. And it's, it's a fresh take on a and, guy. And I wanted it to be easy. And that's how my life is. Like, I can read something and then I might not pick it up again for like a week or two or a month. And I wanted people to be able to do that with this, right? Like, not have an order, you know, uh, you right. know, chronological. Oh, yeah. I missed something. I have to go back. And I wanted each chapter to be um, standalone. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, was very purposeful in... Um, you know, the order of the chapters and putting them out of order. Right. Super important. Yeah. So that you can can read it at, yeah. at any time or when it's convenient for you. Exactly. So uh, what would you say w- that you want your readers, the overall take? What do you want them to take from your book? Um, you know, I should be better at answering that question because I have been asked before. And it's difficult because... Um, I'm sure it's difficult because it's personal. It's personal. And there's so many things that like, I want people to know, like there really are so many things. And, um, I think as mothers, we often, um, feel, and we may actually even isolate ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Because being a mother is very time consuming. And so it's difficult to, um, you know, talk to other moms on a regular basis, especially if you're working, you know, especially if you have, you know, um, you know, a spouse, you know, who has a career, Mm -hmm. all of those things take time and are time consuming. And so I really want women to know that like someone else has been in your shoes, trust me, and that, um, you're never alone. You, you know, have, um, a network of women of sisters somewhere and that it is okay. And it's important to reach out and to let people know like, yeah, okay. I feel like I'm losing my mind today. And you know, does anyone understand this? And I guarantee you someone does. And if you're around people who say that they don't, then you probably shouldn't be friends with them. (laughs) So I just want women to know like it's, you're not alone. I've been there. Someone else has been there. Uh, And I said many times, why didn't anyone tell me this? (laughs) I'm telling you, like, there's certain things in here. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, thank you. Thank you for telling the truth. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
Um, I also want to know, um, what do you do to take care of yourself? You know, let's say, you know, the kids are gone, your husband's at work. What do you do to take care of yourself? What's a fun time for you? First of all, that never happens. When it happens. <laughs> okay, let's say let's say today everyone's gone away. Like what would you like to do? But see, you know I have a baby the baby. I'm not and like I'm like, how do I always have a baby? <laughs> always have a baby at home. Um, you know, it it depends. I think I am a, a dynamic person as far as um how I kind of run my everyday life. And so I don't have um, a one thing all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, today it may be, you know what? I really want to get a manicure and a pedicure and just have time to do it where mm-hmm. I can sit and relax. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get acupuncture, you know, or a massage. I try to get a massage like once a year. Yeah. And I'm like, if I could do that, I'm doing really yeah. good. Um, you know, if it's a warm day, I may call up my friend and be like, you have to come over here right now, mm-hmm. you know, for two hours. Yeah. And, um, you know, we need to sit outside in the sun mm-hmm. and just talk. Yeah. Um, and so it, you know, it really does kind of depend on, on the day or what's been lacking in my life. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as everyone walks in the door, literally it all goes to hell. <laughs> They want to be a part of whatever I'm doing. I'm like, this was the point of me doing it. <laughs> That's funny. So I know that you and your husband just recently donated a million dollars to Clark Atlanta. Congratulations on that. That Thank is you. so amazing. What? How? How did that make you feel? Like, what? Why did you feel that that was something important to do? Um, I because a lot of people don't. So a I, lot. I a it. lot of us don't. Yeah. A lot of us in particular don't. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you are in school for as long as I was, um, you know, for whatever reasons at different points, I would look at why schools were ranked. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started to wonder, like, why is this an Ivy League or why is this school number one here on this list versus this list? Mm -hmm. And um, I realized that a big part of um, how schools are ranked are actually donations mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's alumni donations right. and there are certain schools that have almost a hundred percent alumni donations from wow. the year that those students graduate and I realized that we do not do that mm-hmm. and um, and I understand it you know I think a lot of us are the first in our families mm-hmm. to do a lot of things and to really have something that we feel like we can yeah. give back. Yeah. But um, I think the giving back starts, in, you know, and, and fi- I think financial giving back is very important. You know, I think you can give back with your time, but financial is very important. Yeah. And so we have been giving back in small amounts, you know, for, for years. Um, but we really felt like, you know, we're at a place and at a time in our life where um, it's definitely not like, oh, yeah, we just have it because, you know, right. it's, we don't. <laughs> but we have it enough to, um, you know, to make this commitment to, you know, to to give. And um, we have it more than other people do. Mm-hmm. And um, we really realize the... Um, you know, importance and how much this would help and mean and hopefully 
get, you know, other people starting to think, you know what, I can do something, you know, and literally, I mean, if if everyone donated five or $10 that went somewhere, you know, think about the difference that that would make. And then if you increase that to $50, um, you know, once a year, Mm -hmm. you know, not all the time. So, you know, we are hoping that other people, you know, start to think about what they can do as well. And, you know, we're just really, really grateful and, um, you know, excited that we're able to do it. And it's another (laughs) one of those very, very, very surreal, you know, moments. We were at the graduation. Um, Kenya received actually an honorary degree um, at this past year's commencement. Mm -hmm. And, um, the next day I went to do something in Atlanta and there was a young lady there and she said, Oh, I graduated yesterday from Clark. Okay. And, um, you know, she just wanted to thank me for, you know, being there. And she, you know, said how she looked up to me and, um, I was like, like me, you look up to me and, you know, just to see, the real impact that that had on, you know, a student who had just graduated and mm-hmm. what it meant was just unbelievable. And, and we really are, thank God and feel very, very blessed and thankful and grateful that we are even able to, you know, even consider yeah. something like this. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, like you said, something that doesn't really happen a lot in our community. So I really, really thank and praise you guys for doing that. That is Absolutely um, amazing. So is is the money going to, towards like a specific um, program or? Yeah. So we have actually two scholarships. So okay. um, there's one um, in Kenya's name for someone who um, studies mass media arts. And then there's one in my name for um, someone who studies biology. And we will let the school It'll be at their discretion yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who they award the scholarships to each year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, <laughs> hopefully it's, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm like, hope, hopefully it'll be awarded um, the, the best way it is each year. You yeah. know, because I think sometimes yeah. scholarships get very rigid, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, it can only be this type of person from this right. place. And right. so... You know, hopefully, depending on the needs of um, students for any particular year, yeah. they're able to to adjust that. So. Absolutely. Well, again, congratulations on that. Thank that you. Is, that is amazing. Thank you. Amazing. And, as a disclaimer, we did actually not know that they were going to put out the oh, amount. No. no. So we we were new. Like, okay, we want to do the, a scholarship. Yeah. And then Kenya's like read this article and I'm like oh no <laughs> I know so, you know I would I would feel the same way because I, I always say also if I ever won the lottery I would not want anyone to know like first of all that I won or how much right you know, it's just a little yeah uh, and then you know people I think tend to you know um make uh uh we know certain perceptions right. that may not necessarily, you know, be true. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, people be counting your money, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, it is, it is, is really, you know, like I said, a big deal for us. Yeah. And you know, it's not like, uh, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't have anyone we exactly. can call on in our life if we, if something doesn't work out the right way. It's yeah. like we better get back to hustling and, yeah. and work harder. So. 
Well, at the end of the day, I always tell people it doesn't matter if it's $5, $10, you're giving back. You never know how far that money can go for someone. Um, and even to someone who didn't even think that they would go to college. So it's just, you know, it doesn't even, the number doesn't matter. It's it's the action and what's going, what it's going towards is exactly. what matters. Exactly. And like I said, I we've been giving back in, you know, yeah. smaller amounts as much as we could um, you know, for a number of years. And I was the first person in my family to go to college, you know. Mm-hmm. And so everything that I've done, and um, as I know for so many of us, is a really big deal. Absolutely. And, you know, like if this can help someone and, and um, for young people also to see like, oh, you know, I mean, I probably am much older than them, but <laughs> it's hard to think of it I am. But, you know, we we often, um, you know, we will wait until we're much older in life. And then I feel like in our minds, we um, are like, oh, yeah, well, I'll do that at that time. You Mm -hmm. know, when you keep putting it off until, you know, you're much older and you're like, wait, why can't that be a part of my life now? Why shouldn't it be a part of my life now? Even if it is five dollars or ten dollars and just really make that um what we do because we have to I think build up our institutions and build each other up and you know yeah. literally take someone by the hand and be like okay I got you you're, you're gonna come mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. um and you can do it yeah I love that I love that people take notes she's smart she's beautiful great mother and an author so make sure you guys go get the book please let people know where they can find you on all social media um, you can find me at the real rainbow, T H A, uh, real rainbow, um, really on anything like Instagram, Twitter, Twitter Facebook, yeah. all that. So yeah. find me and, um, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really, Absolutely. really appreciate it. And this is a fun and good conversation. Yes. I'm thank so you. glad to have you. And you guys can make sure you can go pick up this book. It can, it, uh, you can find it, uh, Amazon, anywhere, anywhere. where books are sold. You guys, I'm telling you, it's a good read. You're going to laugh, take notes. It's awesome. And you guys know where to find me. You can find me on all social media at Ashley Reed Allen. And thank you for tuning in for another episode. Thank you, Ms. Rainbow, again for joining me. It's been a pleasure. And we'll see you next time right here on The Book Circle. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in.